Hey friends, today's episode is for you if you struggle with panic attacks or have generalized anxiety or you feel like your worries just spiral out of control way too much or maybe you just you've heard of casting your cares on God but you have no idea how to do that. Like that used to be totally meaningless to me. I really didn't get it. So I'm going to walk you through a mental process that you can do over and over again to battle anxiety and win. So let's go. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast. I'm Jenny Laurie Hope, your life and health coach. Getting Unstuck is an empowering podcast for women who are looking for a biblical perspective on their life and health challenges. You can expect to hear practical tips for living a healthy and productive life, faith-based wisdom to help you reduce anxiety and overwhelm, and simple ways to reconnect with God and find true wholeness. Happy Tuesday, friends. Today, I'm going to teach you how to fight anxiety with your imagination. I'm going to walk you through an exercise that is so calming and so freeing and really just helps you connect with Jesus in a way that we don't do very often as adults. And frankly, you may have never done before. So this topic is so relevant right now. Almost every client I talk to is struggling with anxiety in some form. And it it makes sense. Fear is the natural default of the fallen world. Like that is what it is. And that's normal for an unbeliever. But those of us who call ourselves believers, it's not supposed to be normal. And so we're not going to accept it. We're going to fight back because fear, it will clog your heart. It will steal your joy. It will just bring you down. So let's dive into a real way that we can fight back. Let's first start by just defining worry. My definition of worry is a negative meditation of future unknowns. So basically thinking on things that haven't happened yet in a negative light. I used to be an expert at this. I would worry about everything. I worried about my kids getting sick, my husband getting sicker, him dying, looking up worst case scenarios, freaking out about the food I was eating or not eating and what it was going to do to my immune system. And was that workout going to make my cortisol spike? And what, like my brain just would explode with fear And I wasn't reining it in. I wasn't controlling it. And fear, if left unchecked, it starts to increase its domain. It just takes, it takes over. It's it's like a weed. If you remember the parable of the sower in the New Testament, worries of this life are described as weeds that come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. So that's what fear can do in your life. What does God say about what we're supposed to do? 2 Corinthians 10.5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So when we imagine something, it's something is taking place in our hearts. Our minds are working with our hearts to create images, hence imagination, imagination. <laughs> when we, and when we do this, Without God's guidance, we're going to have crazy imaginations, right? We're going to tend towards the negative. It's going to spiral that way, right? That's why that verse 
reverse refers to casting down imaginations. That's talking about vain imaginations, wrong imaginations, worries, essentially. It's also called like in other translations, rebellious thoughts. Uh, The message says smashing warped philosophies. Kind of loved that. (laughs) But the point is they're on our own. We don't think right. We have to take those thoughts captive. So hope, on the other hand, is a positive imagination. So seeing something with your heart that you can't see with your eyes in a positive light. Hebrews 11.1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the substance of things positively imagined. So we need God's help to go in this direction, right? We need God's help to build that faith. Romans 10, 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the word of God produces faith. That faith is a substance of things we're hoping for. All of that is positive imaginations. So what what can this look like, practically speaking? When you find yourself in an anxiety spiral, maybe it's late at night and you can't fall asleep and your mind just starts fighting you, or maybe you're literally like mid-panic attack. You're like, I can't even breathe right now. I want to escape. And your thoughts, you feel like they're like not even your own. Here's what you do. We're going to call this a meet with Jesus moment. I can't take credit for this. My sister saw a counselor who did this process with her and she told me about it. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I started using it myself. I started using with with my clients and it is wonderful. So I'm going to walk you through it right now. I want you to literally do what I say. Okay, close your eyes. Imagine a peaceful place, a place you love to go or wish you could go. Maybe it's the ocean, maybe it's a field or a meadow or mountains or a stream or a lake. Imagine this place. Imagine as much detail as you can. Look around. Where are you sitting? Are you on the ground? Are you on a rock? Did you bring a blanket? What are you wearing? Are you sitting, standing? You take a deep breath and you see someone coming towards you and it's Jesus. You can imagine him any way you want. It could be kind of a traditional image from like a painting or or some picture you've seen. Art could be like the actor in Chosen. It could be more of a modern looking man in modern clothes. He could be glowing like however you want to envision Jesus. Imagine him coming towards you. He comes beside you and he sits down. Now, you get to give your worries to him. So decide, what do these worries look like? What do they feel like? Is it a heavy bucket of sand? Is it some bricks? Maybe something broken? Could be ashes? A bowling ball? Something super heavy? Something ugly? It could be pills or something that represents an addiction or something like that that you're handing over. It could be a computer. It could represent that you're just, it's your work or it's your phone or maybe you're addicted to those things. Maybe you want to hand that to him. Whatever you need to lay down. In return, he's going to give you back something light and beautiful. Maybe it's a feather or a flower or a beautiful stone or a glass sculpture, a piece of jewelry, whatever your mind leads you to that represents beauty and lightness. And then you just sit there and you breathe and you rest. 
So this is a process that you can do anytime, right? You can save this episode. You can listen to this part over and over until you get this scene down kind of in your head. It's a place you can go, right? And you can go anytime you want and you can stay as long as you want. You can literally envision just sitting there. It's a meditation, right? This is a form of meditation. You could even get something in real life that represents the thing that Jesus gave back to you. So maybe he handed you a flower and you want to keep a flower at your desk all the time just to remind you of this. Or maybe he gave you a necklace and you want to get a necklace in real life that kind of looks like that and reminds you how much he loves you. And you can visit the same place every time or you can create new images in your mind every time. It's really up to you. I have given Jesus different things for different worries, like at different times in life. We had a big disappointment in our family not too long ago. And I just felt like part of our future was shattered. That's how it felt to me. And so I imagined giving Jesus a pile of broken glass in my hand, like shattered to the point you can't glue it back together, like tiny little shards, powdery pieces, just a mess. And he reached out and his hands started to glow and he touched the shattered pieces and they melted into liquid in my hands. And then he blew on the melted liquid and it reformed into this beautiful glass sculpture. And it was so comforting. And I believe the Holy Spirit can give you thoughts like these. That's his job. He's the comforter. He's called the comforter for a reason. And not all, like our thoughts, sometimes thoughts are just like empty thoughts, right? But sometimes they're from God and sometimes they're from Satan. If you're going through this process, allow the Holy Spirit to give you these comforting thoughts. And just know that this is how, this is how Jesus works. He makes beauty from ashes every time, every time. It may not happen today, may not happen this year. We may not even see everything. We're not going to see everything fixed in this lifetime. It's not going to happen, but it will happen eventually. And I have no doubt in my heart about that. And in the meantime, he promises to carry our burdens. Psalm 55, 22, cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. First period, first period. (laughs) Boy, that was a faux pas. First Peter 5, 7, having cast all your anxiety on him because he cares about you. When we take time to use our brains this way and use our imagination like this, it's calming on multiple levels. It's a form of meditation. It brings your heart rate down. It regulates your breathing. It reminds you that you're loved. It's like giving your body like this breath of fresh air. So this week, if you feel like your thoughts are taking over, your worries are taking over, I want you to take a moment and meet with Jesus. And I want you to remember this verse, Romans 8, 38 and 39. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. See you next week. 